All right, so let's get straight into it. And of course, Lira, they ushering us into the rest of the half hour as we head towards 11 o'clock. We're talking emotional intelligence and assertiveness. Sonomi de Villiers is a coach and facilitator specializing in leadership development at Free to Grow. Good morning and thank you so much for your time this morning, Sonomi. Thank you very much, Kathy. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> We're excited to have you on. And, you know, uh, the, the topics that, of course, you are going to be talking about today are some of the more difficult ones for us to put into into action. Firstly, emotional intelligence. What is emotional intelligence? Um, Kathy, I think it's uh, the easiest way to understand it is it is that ability that I know what it is that I'm feeling Mm. and that I am fully aware of the effect that it has on others. And because I am aware of that, I then step in and I manage how I behave. And because of that, I can then build strong relationships. And really, if, if, if we want to be successful in life, we have to be successful in building our relationships. Mm. I mean, there there are three different layers that that you've put out there, uh, Sonomi, and and I'm going to ask you just to repeat it again um, because I think it's really worthwhile to internalize, you know, all of the different things that you're highlighting, and it begins with knowing what I'm feeling. Yes. And that really goes hand-in-hand with knowing who I am. So Mm. it is... um, when something happens to me, do I know what I am feeling? What is my self-confidence like? If I'm doing an, an assessment, say I'm filling in a little personality assessment, can I be honest with myself? Do I know myself well enough to be honest? Mm. Um, so it's that whole first level of do can I stand back and have a look at what is happening to me? Can I identify it? Can I give it a name? Can I say that I am extremely upset now or delighted or whatever that feeling is? So, so that's the first level of self-awareness. Mm. Do I continue? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So the, the next level, if I am aware of what is going on with me, my 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 next step that I've started working on is to become more aware of what my effect is on others. If something happens and I just explode, if I'm in the workplace, for example, I just lose it and I start yelling, my effect on my team members and on the, everybody in the office is quite negative. Mm. So if I can become aware of that, I can start taking my step into self-management, which is where I now stand back and I start deciding in this particular situation what would be the best thing to do Mm. for me. Um, So it's where I'm learning to manage my emotions. uh, I'm learning tools and techniques that I can use to change the talk that's going on in my head so that I can behave differently. Mm. So, 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 is it uh, you know just 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 listening to to you? When yeah. one becomes aware of the effect on others, is it harder to do that, or is it 
easier to yeah. do that? And is it possible to get there without having to ask the people around around you, what yeah. is my effect on you, you know? Yeah. I, I think it's a little bit of everything. The, the first one is, in order for me to change anything, I have to become aware. And so I can start working on my side of becoming more aware. I can, for example, just first of all, become aware of other people. So if I look at other people and I look at this is what they are doing and this is the effect that it has on people. So if I say to my husband, I'm so impressed with how you did that, then I notice that he is, you know, he's just brimming with pride. Um, while if I make a negative con- comment where I break him down, then he, you know, you can see the effect that you have on a, you have on a person. That's pretty straightforward. So if I now start observing others and I see how those people are behaving and the effect that it has on others, I become more aware of what's happening in me. I can also start asking those people close to me to start giving me a little bit of feedback mm. in terms of what they see. But that's always, you know, more dangerous because feedback is not always what we want to hear. But I I would say the more aware I become, the more difficult it would be for me to continue with that same behavior. Because now I'm fully aware that I'm hurting people. And no person just wants to hurt people just for the sake of I can do that. Most of the time when we do that, it's, it's not intentional. And the third level? The third one is then getting to um, manage relationships. Can I just take one step back? Because because they're really four. The, the third one is understanding what's going on in other people. So if I'm aware of what I'm doing and I'm managing myself, my next level is, what is happening in other people? So can I put myself in their shoes and can I walk their journey? It's easy to just say, oh, you know, um, that person could have behaved differently. But if I talk to that person and I hear what was going on, can I fully understand what they are saying? Mm. And if I can do those three things, I can then manage my relationships far more successfully. And it's in my relationship management where my success is. Because the better relationships I have, the easier it is to get anything done. Mm. So when it comes to emotional intelligence then, how do we practically apply it to relationships? I mean, are these questions that we must be asking ourselves with every type of relationship that we have in our lives? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yes, like it's, sorry, that's one of those questions that I don't think has just got one answer. Mm. Um, it is a continuous process to to manage relationships. Um, but if I can do those three things that we spoke about, it just becomes so much easier. And, and then, of course, um, going with your, um, your, can I understand other people going with that is really deep listening, active listening, what's going on in another person's life. And then it is how I communicate with those people. And that's where something like assertiveness comes in. 
so so can I do, can I say what I feel and ask for what I need in a very respectful way? We're going to continue the conversation with Sonomi De Villiers. She's a coach and facilitator specializing in leadership development at Free to Grow. And one of the things that we're talking about today is emotional intelligence and assertiveness. We're going to take a quick break and we're back with more after this. The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. All right, you live on the talking point. We're talking personal development with Sonomi de Villiers. And today we're focusing on emotional intelligence and assertiveness. Do the two always go together, Sonomi? Uh, it definitely helps. Um, the more emotionally intelligent you are, uh, the easier it is to become assertive. Mm. And and I think a, a lot of people struggle with assertiveness. Yeah, that is very, very true. Uh, you know, if you can think of assertiveness as an iceberg, then assertiveness is what is av- what you can see above the water, which is the smallest part of the iceberg. But below that is your things like self-confidence mm. and your ability to deal with conflict. Issues like that is below the surface. So when we start working on assertiveness, we can't just say, okay, so what, it, what does it mean to be assertive and how are you assertive? You've got to work much, much deeper to get to a level where people are truly confident and they can step, stand up and they can speak to themselves, can speak up for themselves and they have the tools to do that. And they know how to deal with conflict as well. We've got a couple of questions coming in for uh, Sonomi de Villiers, who's a coach and facilitator specializing in leadership development at Free to Grow. You can also uh, get in touch with us. Your WhatsApp voice notes, you can send those uh, to 0614-104-107. The SMS line is 41391. And, of course, you can also call us on 011-714-2006. Hi, this is Katie. I would like to remain anonymous. I just want to say, how much does it affect one when you're listening to people are calling you the names that you don't really like? Let's say if a foreign national, you are being called foreign national and you don't like to be called foreign national all the time. Thank you. Is it Katie? I'm sorry, I didn't hear your name. Um, no, no, the, the listener didn't provide a name, Sonomi. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, it is absolutely true. That is one of the things that um, can break our self-confidence and self-esteem down. Um, and if we, if we have enough of that, if we have enough things, uh, people breaking us down, then it becomes more and more difficult for me to be assertive. So... Yeah, that that is definitely something that will contribute to me mm. struggling. Mm. Of course, the difficulty here is knowing when the right time to step in. So somebody like our anonymous caller, should they be confronting and calling people out who are calling them a, a foreign national and telling them that, look, I actually don't like what you're doing? Absolutely. I fully agree with that. And that is where assertiveness steps in again. So if this is happening at in front of other people, then let it go. 
but when then afterwards go to the person and say can i please speak to you mm. and then say to the person when you call me names a foreign national for example it hurts my feelings with the result that this country does not feel like mine and I've lived here most of my life. And can I please ask you in future to not call me that anymore? Or can we talk about something, some sort of solution that we can get to where we where you call me something else? This is my name. Can you possibly use my name? And if, if you know, if people generally don't care how they're making you feel and, and sometimes that could well be the intent. Yes. Cassie, I would go so far as to say don't don't mix with them, don't spend time with them at all. So, so there are some people that I do deeply care about and if they make they hurt me, then I've got to speak to them mm. or if they just continue doing what they're doing, I've got to come up with some or other other technique I can use. Um, something that really works very strongly for me is I imagine I have got like Harry Potter's invisible cloak. I have got a cloak on like that, and people, you know, people are shooting arrows at me, but those arrows can't get through. So it's what they're saying, but it doesn't have to go into me. So I, I use a technique like that. But if you can walk away from those people, just walk away because this, what they are saying is not a reflection on you; it is a reflection on them and how they are feeling. So Nomi, what do you find are the other spaces where people struggle to be able to fully assert themselves? The other reasons why people struggle? No, 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 the other areas in their lives where they struggle to assert oh, themselves. Oh. Sure. I, it's, it, it, people are sometimes People could be very good in one area to speak up. So, for example, I could at work be very comfortable to speak up and say what I need. But at home, I am not. Mm. But in general, when we deal with life, either in a more passive way or in a more active way. And so if I'm dealing with life in a more active way, it's far easier for me to become assertive or even aggressive. And if I deal with life in a more passive way, you know, another word for non-assertive is passiveness. So then, then that is typically the way that I deal with life. Um, I'm not sure if I answered your question. Yeah, and, and, and do you find that, you know, just listening to how you have described it, is it harder for people who are not confrontational to be assertive? And I mean, there's a big difference between the two, but I imagine that they yes. could be easily conflated. Absolutely, yes. Um, and as I said earlier, one of the underlying factors to how assertive I am would be how well I deal with conflict. And and so if I can build myself a little bit, build my self-confidence, I start practicing a tool to speak up. And I start in, in little situations where it's not that important. Mm. So I start practicing so that I become more and more and more comfortable. I start practicing with people that love me and care for me. 
And then I go to the workplace, for example, and I practice it there where the stakes might be higher. And then I practice it, say, for example, with my, my partner in life. Um, and it's, it, it's really one of those skills that the more that I do it, the easier it becomes. It's not something that I can just sit on. You know, it's like learning to swim. I can't read a book on how to swim. Mm. So all these tools and techniques are things that I've got to do in order to be a sort of, I've got to practice it, like exercise. Dr. Sonomi de Villiers, she's a coach and facilitator, and she specializes in leadership development at Free to Grow. Uh, thank you so much for coming on to the show this morning and really sharing your own insights into uh, some of the issues that we've been discussing a lot uh, for us, I think, to digest there and see how we apply different tools that we apply in our own lives. It's 11 o'clock. Uzi Lesako is standing by with your news update.